that for you indeed. Welcome to More Than Money. We wish that for you every single day of your life, uh, and most especially on Saturday mornings as we bring you two full hours of your questions and our answers. You allow us to be the most relevant financial show on radio today, despite what other people may claim. I'll share more about that here in a moment. But as you look outside, those of you that are fearful that this is the nuclear holocaust that you're seeing, no, that is called sunshine. It is something that uh, we here in Seattle or London or <laughs> who are so used to constant rain have never seen. And there it is. And that, that blue stuff, that's called sky. So enjoy. It is a beautiful morning we are into february already which makes no sense whatsoever because yesterday was january 1st <laughs> and now mm -hmm. holy crap speaking of holy crap the world's best segue joining me Alyssa young john elliott <laughs> welcome to the entire team we are mm -hmm. here to provide you with every opportunity that we are able for us to serve you give you answers to your questions momentarily i will give you Three different ways that you may do that. Um, before we get too far along, um, as we were just discussing, uh, our hearts, our prayers, our thoughts uh, go to the family of Jean Shifford, uh, Aunt Jean, hmm. Aunt Jean to uh, John Elliott, Aunt Jean to Jean, Aunt Jean to Connie. She was Aunt Jean to our entire team. She was a ray of sunshine. She passed this week uh, at 91. A ray of sunshine. Absolutely. She walked into the office and just lit the place up. And uh, we, are, we are sad at her passing. We are thankful that she went just the way she wanted to. We are very, very thankful. She was very blessed. And we were blessed to have her in our lives. And gosh, um, obviously our prayers go to your family. But our prayers of thanks go to the good Lord for caring for her for so very long and giving her such a joyous experience. She made a move in her life, major move, major move um, a number of years ago. Hesitantly, I don't know if I can. And when I assured her she could, she has been in a hmm, never ending, never ceasing series of thank yous ever since she just had the most wonderful experience um, in her living and her sharing and her caring. God, what a wonderful lady. So um, all of you, uh, if, if, if you are kind, you will join us in thoughts and prayers. That's a, that's a very appropriate thing to do. You may not have known her, but I did, and you're my friend. So stick with me. <laughs> stick with me. Um, if you would like to join us this morning and, and talk to somebody who's really, really bright, that would be Alyssa. <laughs> so you've got that opportunity. And if you want to really impress her, you be the icebreaker call mm. this morning, 833-707-7900. He hesitated, 833-707-7900. It's only been a month. You'd think I'd know by now. Mm. <clears throat> well, Goodness. It was only the other number for 25 years. Right. So. Cut yourself some slack. Mm. <laughs> so if you get remarried and you call her the wrong name, you go, hey, come on. It was 25 years. My father-in-law remarried and married a woman with the exact same name. That was really smart. Super smart guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he goes, hey, hun, oh, oh, no, it's okay. No, that is your name. Oh, my. <laughs> 
Very bright guy. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Smart, smart, smart. 833-707-7900. If you'd like to send us emails, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. And if you'd like to share our show with someone that's further afield, or perhaps you're working where you, the signal's not as strong as you would like it, uh, technology is fantastic. If you have internet access, you have complete high quality access to our show by going to our more than money online.com website, more than money online.com. While we are broadcasting live, a magic red button appears. You click that button. It says, listen live. And you do, you get to hear the entire show. We have listeners on the West coast getting up at 5 AM to listen. Wow. That's dedication. <laughs> that, that really is. I mean, cause I got up at 5 AM, but heck I'm, I'm on the show. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Well, at least they can get up at 5 a.m. They can listen. Well, they can listen at 5 a.m. They don't have to get up. No. They can They can be in their skivvies just uh, kind of hanging. Well, and... my husband asked me this morning if I had ever considered doing a call-in radio show from bed. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> Don't have to you know, get we up. can do Zoom calls from everywhere. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's a, not a bad idea. Wow. If they can listen from bed, why can't we, you know, phone Just it in? Do it, phone it in. <laughs> oh, for the longest time during the pandemic, we did exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. We were uh, remote phoning in the entire show. Uh, John and I uh, did about, I would say, confidently. About 80% of those shows came out okay. <laughs> and about 20% we were like, we're not on. Uh, we're, we're, hello. Hello, McFly. And, oh, it was it was a challenge. But technology's better now. I'm sure it would be easy. So, hey, maybe we'll try that someday. <laughs> we'll try that someday. She's in her bathrobe. Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Fuzzy slippers and Murphy at her feet. <laughs> not a bad thing. He not tried to keep me at home today. He's, he sat on my lap, and I was like, I, I have to get dressed. I have to leave. Now, when he sits on your lap, he's um, uh, one of those cockapoos. Mm, kind of a, not so much. 92 pounds. 92 pounds. <laughs> As opposed to Tammy's dog, Aubrey, which is two pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aubrey is what happens uh, to the yard after Murphy has breakfast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Aubrey. Nah, come on, kidding. Come on, don't take it so personal. So, uh, 833-707-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com, Gene at AskMTM.com, MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. Hit the Listen Live button. We are happy to serve you. It's what, it's what floats our boat <laughs> or boot, isn't mm-hmm. that? Das Boot. Sorry, that's, that's, that's a movie reference, and we don't have... Mark or Greg or John here to assist. No, sorry. Um, stock markets up across the board again. Hmm. What do you make of that? Resiliency. Nice. <laughs> That's a very good word. People want to hear that. Yeah. Um, economic economic da- data is is good. Um, I think we know. <laughs> how much fear influences oh, the market. Happened. Of course. And so that had been a problem for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now that we're seeing so far um, that the economy has been strong enough to weather 
interest rate hikes and, and other things. Um, some of that fear is maybe starting to dissipate. Um, the jobs report for January indicated more jobs than expected have been created, right? Over 300,000 jobs created. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so. so the word recession that for so very long was at the top of the mind for a lot of people, uh, a lot of the experts, totally wrong, um, predicting impossible, projecting <laughs> almost impossible. Uh, just doing stupid stuff starting about 24 months ago. Recession is imminent. Mm -hmm. The drop in the market is going to be dreadful. Huh? Not so much. Not so much. Uh, the key to avoiding a recession is quite simple. Jobs. If people are employed, there will not be a recession. When people start losing their jobs, then you can start to go, you know, it's it's a fairly clear glide path into a negative number. Uh, but plus, over, uh, I think it was 355. I may have that number wrong, but it was over 300,000 jobs mm -hmm. in January. And for those of you who are not clear, wow, how do we keep creating jobs in spite of the fact that the current administration is trying their very best to kill the economy? Uh, it is... Remarkable, but it's very, very clear. The momentum that came out of the prior administration, the four years of growth and the four years of solid uh, opportunity and the four years of making America stronger and companies stronger, that momentum has carried through for the next three years. It did not stop because on January of several years ago, somebody else became president. And as a result, companies continue to create jobs in, uh, wages continue to go up. And as long as people are employed, recessions start because someone turns to Alyssa, someone turns to Zach and says, I'm sorry, but uh, next Friday's your last. Mm. And instead of right this moment, um, if you had a friend who came to you and said, oh, I just lost my job, would you be um, devastated for them? No, I, I would, of course, be concerned, of but course. there's opportunities and ah, they're going to be okay. I think we have bumped into the magic sauce here. There are opportunities kind of everywhere, yeah. everywhere you turn. I need, I need more employees. I need somebody. Help wanted. They're, they're everywhere. The recessions are created by your good friend loses their job and is devastated, and so are you, mm -hmm. because you absolutely know mm -hmm. there's no jobs out there. And getting reemployed is gonna be tough, so that means they're gonna go on unemployment, which means they're gonna do what? Stop spending. They're not gonna spend a dollar they don't have to, which means that the people down the street that they would normally go, the restaurant that they really like, uh, then their business falls off and then they lay off people mm -hmm. and it is a spiral downward until things get so bad that there are a fair number of folks who go, okay, that restaurant that we really love that usually it costs us the two of us a hundred bucks. They've got this coupon and we can go eat there for 35 bucks. Let's go. And then it spirals back up, but we have not even begun to see any kind of a decline. So we're very, very blessed in that respect. Very, very blessed. And resilience is a really good word. I'm really glad you used that because that's, if you have an economy that's resilient, that can continue to create jobs, that continue to give people opportunities, uh, you're, you're going to avoid downturns. I think that um, in my 
opinion, and I'd be interested to hear if you have any different perspective on it. The um, pandemic really proved and maybe bolstered the resiliency of our economy because so many dynamics changed then about how people made money, spent money, um, you know, carried on with their lives. And I, I think it proved the, the need for and the existence of innovation and flexibility and all of that stuff. Reframing. Yeah. Yeah. Reframing how a company thinks about what that company looks like. Yeah. So um, New York City, Manhattan, which was for decades the absolute heart of capitalism. And if you had a company that was anything to anybody, you were based in Manhattan and you could draw people to drive an hour and a half each way to come into the city and take all that and the and up they go and ah, isn't this great? And you would lease, oh, I know, 100,000 square feet of space for five or six or seven million dollars a year for a 20 year lease. And you would say, I'm on Park Avenue, I'm on Broadway. Now, if you have any of that, the vast majority of business owners go, how sad for you. Mm. So, oh, so you got locked into one of those long-term leases and they're sucking you dry. Hmm. That's a shame. (laughs) A lot of overhead. Yeah, oh, tons of overhead. Uh, The productivity um, of moving people to virtual employment has soared. The job satisfaction numbers are off the charts. Uh, an individual that um, you and I know very, very well uh, had her job uh, literally picked up, plucked up out of a one-hour each-way commute, <clears throat> dropped into her home office, uh, and now she gets three times as much done. And they, the company recognizes that because they were able to uh, consolidate three jobs into one. And yet all her laundry is done every day, uh, cooking meals, taking care of the puppies, all the kinds of stuff that you would go, oh, I wish I had a day off that I could pot. And the one day maybe that you did have off that you got sucked up doing. Her life is wonderful. She's got two hours of life back. She doesn't commute. Instead of a thousand miles a week, she puts on 21. Her life is and companies are profiting by that. And, you know, it actually credit it's a lot of the credit for the economy doing well probably is tied to that. I'm making this connection as we speak that during a meeting with a client yesterday who's in her 70s and still working said to me, if I couldn't work from home, I wouldn't still be working. I would quit. Sure. And I have a couple of clients who've said that same thing to me and they're still working because it's convenient mm-hmm. and they can be efficient and productive at home. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they're making money. Therefore, they're probably spending more money Without than they would if of they course. were in retirement phase where they would feel more oh. cautious about mm-hmm. their spending. I don't want to run out. Yeah. But when you have that income, <clears throat> it's fueling the economy. And I think maybe that work from home, um, you know, uh, the, the, the prolific nature of that now is probably helping all these numbers. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. I There's a young lady that I, I know incredibly well. You know very well. Uh, indeed, she brought one of her good friends in to become a client working with you. Uh, she is in a similar circumstance, mm-hmm. still employed, working from home, enjoying it, gets to be with grandchildren and yet be productive and have cash flow. 
Ooh. Oh, this best, is lovely. Best of both worlds. Yeah. Best of both worlds. Uh, Super Bowl coming up. Uh, are we going to run a bet? Are we betting any? We're, we're <laughs> I'm not. Gonna... I don't know if you are. <laughs> as as every husband has ever learned, uh, yes, dear. Okay, I'll just cross that off. Uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris traveling the country, giving away as many dollars as they can, buying as many votes as they can. This is literally bribery. This is extortion. This is this is just corruption at the highest level, and it's all legal. It's a hundred percent legal. They take your money. And they go give it to somebody that you would not approve of so that they can vote against you. It is painful uh, beyond mm-hmm. all belief. What is not painful beyond all belief, happy, healthy hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, obituaries this week, uh, the family of, of Helen and Dr. Walter Margie. Uh, sad to announce the death of Helen. She was 96. She passed away in December this past year. And her husband, Walter, 100. Mm. Passed in January. Oh, wow. So very, very close together. They met when he was an intern at St. Luke's, and they would have celebrated their 70th wedding anniversary this year. That is spectacular. She went to Liberty. She was a nurse. She went to St. Luke's uh, for for nursing school and then worked at St. Luke's on Chestnut Hill. Uh, uh, He he grew up in Wilkes-Barre, went to Lehigh, uh, was in the Navy in World War II. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, these are the kinds of stories that you love, love, love to hear. Uh, they have uh, wonderful pictures here. So if you did not check out uh, the obituary for Walter and Helen, her maiden name, Zimmy, uh, Margie, they, uh, again, happy, healthy hundred. Uh, and uh, they, he particularly crossed that finish line. Um, now he was a physician, so you would hope that he had some real insight into his health. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of folks don't, but gosh, the opportunities for having tremendous insights into your health, doing the things that will give you the greatest opportunity to be happy, healthy hundred is that they're everywhere now. They're simply everywhere. So goodness, if these folks can do it starting way back when, hmm, think of the legions that we're going to lead into that. Mm-hmm. Now you, You've got 70 more years. Me, I'm the flip. I got 30 more good years. And then who knows? Could be even better. Could be (laughs) cray cray. Um, So you were talking about your clients this week, um, meeting with clients this week. Uh, I know that you were slacking and uh, not really very dedicated. Uh, But as you do every week, you you meet with clients, uh, many of which you have personal relationships with. Mm Mm-hmm many of which you did not have until you met them. And now hmm. over time you have developed personal relationships. Yes. So uh, I'm, I know you will appreciate. Uh, and, and I, I, I say this just because I'm finding this happening more and more to me. Okay. Uh, met with clients yesterday, husband, and wife. They're just wonderful. They're just two of my favorite people. And we do our work. Of course, of course. We're serious about this, please. Um, and then they're leaving. She happens to be a world-class expert in plants. And she saw um, Melissa's uh, jungle. And she's going, that's this and that's this and that's it. And she's fantastic. And and they're just, they're just great people. And I've known them a while now. 
And as they hit the door, it, it I kind of went, okay, see ya. And that just didn't sound right. And I turned around and I went, love you guys. Aww. It just felt right. It Aww. just, they're just wonderful people. And I'm finding myself more and more having that, hey, thanks for coming in. Hey, it was great to see you again. Hey, we'll see you shortly. Love you guys. <laughs> so what a spectacular uh, blessing these folks and so many others are in my life Yeah, that we get to serve them. Sure. Uh, do our work, of course. Um, but to have uh, the opportunity. So where your heart basically says, you better turn around, buddy. Cause if you don't, you're not going to feel good the rest of the day. Yeah. I turn, love you guys. <clears throat> yeah. So, you we, you know, really care about these people. You get to know them so well and, and, you care about them and it's really heartwarming too when they clearly care about you you know I, I, so many of these of these people who come in to to meet with me it's like my job to help them it's like almost my job to care about them and then it's heartwarming for me that they show a similar amount uh. of interest and care the asking about my kids and stuff and and they're sincere you know it's really nice really nice yeah. I got a wonderful email this week from a gentleman who uh, um, retired military vet and uh, retired from private uh, the private sector and just just a really really good guy. Um, hey, heard on radio that you're having your first grandchild mm. <laughs> and congratulating me and and said best of luck. And you go, oh, it's it's the best. Um, uh, without. Um, any real details because I'm still working on so much of the detail. Um, I'm working on creating a, um, a delivery system, new business model to serve um, um, financial advisory clients that normally would not be well served. Mm -hmm. um, younger people, people starting over, for example, uh, some do it yourselfers. They're, they're pretty much on track, but they would like to have uh, confirmations, those kinds of things. And it would be an, an ideal position, positions, multiple probably, uh, for a young advisor to really grow into uh, relationships using technology and using media and, uh, and caring about clients uh, uh, on, a, um, on, a, on a really effective way. Um, and when we, I think about that recruiting process, especially somebody who's not a financial advisor currently, mm. The the temptation, I'm sure, for many financial firms is to talk about, you know, you can make a lot of money. And 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 what's really amazing, really, uh, um, oh, oh gosh, I, the word satisfying doesn't doesn't cover it. Um, really fulfilling, fulfilling, really oh, wonderful. Is we wouldn't even start there. Yeah, that yeah. wouldn't even be. That would be. In, in our world, in the MTM financial group and the More Than Money World headquarters, that's that's a given. The part that they need to understand is you're going to, at some point, relatively soon, turn to a client and go, love you guys. <laughs> and, and you're going to turn to them and say, thank you for thinking of me. And thank you for asking. And thank you for your prayers. Yeah, that's, you start with that stuff and then have a wonderful financial result as well. Can't beat it. Nope. <laughs> <sighs>
833-707-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Gene at AskMTM.com. We'll take your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. beautiful planet. Reduce your impact on the environment this fall by packing a waste-free lunch for school or work. Avoid foods with excessive packaging. Use reusable cutlery, napkins, cups, bags, and containers, and recycle or compost any waste when possible. Brought to you by iHeartRadio Earth and the National Environmental Education Foundation. To find more tips for smarter, sustainable living or to take action in your own community, go to iHeartRadio.com earth iHeartRadio Earth is here with little tips for a healthier planet. When dining out or shopping at the grocery store, ask for sustainable seafood. By choosing sustainable seafood, you can help reduce overfishing, bycatch, loss of top predators, illegal fishing, and other harmful environmental impacts. Brought to you by iHeartRadio Earth and the National Environmental Education Foundation. To find more tips for smarter, sustainable living or to take action in your own community, go to iHeartRadio.com earth. Jason, this furnace is struggling again. Should we get someone to fix it or just donate it straight to the museum? Wow, that is a real piece of history right there. Can I be of service? When you don't know what to do, when you're worried your older model furnace might be truly beyond hope, one man will be by your side, fighting for truth, justice, and a few more years of heat. Speaking of history, is archery still a thing? I'm the H.L. Bowman Bowman. And did you know that the furnace technicians at H.L. Bowman have the parts and experience to repair even the most quaintly outdated furnace and have you feeling cozy again in no time? I feel cozy just hearing you say that. Ashley, I'm standing right here. Not in tights, you're not. Visit hlbowman.com. Get ready for the big game with the free iHeartRadio app. Pre-game with perfectly tailored playlists like Big Game Tailgate Party and more. Just open the free iHeartRadio app, search Tailgate, and listen now. Make the big game great with iHeartRadio. Free never sounded so good. Fox News, I'm Gary Baumgarten. The United States military launches air assaults on dozens of sites in Iraq and Syria, targeting Iranian-backed militias, this in retaliation for the drone attack on our troops in Jordan that killed three of our service members. Hamas says it's studying a proposed ceasefire deal. It would halt the Gaza fighting for a prolonged period of time and would see a prisoner exchange for the return of Israelis being held hostage, a deal in the making. For our southern border, Senate negotiators coming up with a plan to overhaul the asylum system, but it would be a tough sale when it comes to convincing Congress to sign on to that bipartisan plan. And former President Trump's March trial in D.C. on charges of plotting to overturn the 2020 election is indefinitely postponed. America is listening to Fox News. 
The following is a paid-for advertisement. Are you in the car right now? Make AM790 the first preset on your radio. That way, you'll never miss what's happening in the Valley. And follow WAEB on iHeartRadio. piece of music two eagles and they're actually don henley and then the eagles back to back and john rubbing salt in the wound he heard me talk about the super bowl that the eagles are not participating in mm. hmm. well we're blue eagles fans too so it's always a good time for eagles um, I saw th- that they're doing the uh, the team, the local team uh, tournament this, I think today, the wrestling tournament, mm. and that Nazareth is uh, right in the thick of that. They've lost once. I think they lost to Easton. Easton, which was the first time in a while, I believe. And Easton lost once, but I don't know to whom. I'm not sure. No. Well, good luck to all those boys. As a uh, recovering wrestler from high school. Recovering wrestler. Oh, uh, you never. Uh, <laughs> never heard uh, it put that way before. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's totally appropriate. It took me years to not, uh, to, to, to watch a wrestling match and not literally just, you, you just, it's automatic. And That's your body what I just do when twitches. I watch soccer. When I see, like, an opportunity for a shot, I'm, like, (laughs) twitching in my chair. It's weird. That's also how she taught her son uh, to drive. Her brake foot was, like, (laughs) through the floorboards. uh, Welcome back. You've got more than money. You've got Alyssa Young. You've got John Elliott. You've got Gene Dickinson. And happy to be serving you this morning. 833-707-7900. Let you join us. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Let you join us. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com lets you join us. Uh, first of all, the email says, first of all, I need to let you know I really enjoy and appreciate the information from your show. Um, Gunther never announces all the nice stuff. Like, he, he'll do stuff on air, and he's, thank you for the nice words for, like, 30 of them. I always announce it. I like it. Uh, you gave advice to someone who wrote into the show about changing the title of their home after their husband passed away. My husband passed away eight years ago. My name is still on the deed. How do I go about getting the, that changed? And what are the benefits of changing it? Mm. Um, so simplification when it comes to settling in a state. I think, uh, and we, I want to clarify, his name is still, okay. So her husband died and his name is still on the deed. I guess that um, in that case, it might just require having his death certificate Two, right? When mm-hmm. a, whoever inherits the home will need to just prove that he is no longer 
living. Yeah, either way. It, she can either do that now mm-hmm. through either a, uh, an attorney's office or a title insurance company. They mm-hmm. can do deed transfers as well. Take in the death certificate. She can sign as the executor on behalf of the deceased decedent and herself, and it goes from the two of them to her. Yeah. Or when she passes away, assuming that the executor has a copy of both death certificates, mm-hmm. Which sometimes is a problem because once people have settled in the state, they will often will either discard or hide or file away, which is the equivalent to hiding uh, death certificates. Right. So hopefully she lives another 20 years. And, and will there be 28 years after his passing death certificates there? So um, you don't. Actually, um, this is as we're talking. My my, my brain is working better. Um, Excellent. Yeah, it's a good thing. So you don't actually need to change the deed um, in this case, but putting a death certificate with the deed so that they are together is the best thing you can do. The best thing you can do is change it now, because that will solve the problem once and forever. Yeah. Uh, that's you the don't best have thing, to, but, but the urgency can. level of that is on a one to ten scale is about a three, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe a two, depending on your executor and their ability to handle complications. It might be a nine. <laughs> it may very well be. You may have mm-hmm. an executor. You may be saying, "Hey, my my son's going to be the executor, and he's just not very good at handling details, mm-hmm. cleaning up a detail, a pretty substantial detail right now." would remove that from his list when you pass away. I think one of the more complicated scenarios we have talked about recently is if both spouses are not on the deed while you're living. Mm. That's when it can become even more complex because if the person who owned the house in a married couple dies and the other spouse is not on the deed, that's when it gets yucky because then you've got to open an estate just to transfer ownership of the house when normally, most likely, opening a state isn't opening in a state is not necessary between spouses. Mm. So that's a complication you would most definitely want to avoid. And that's the easiest of those kind of complications. Because <laughs> if this one spouse is not on the deed, it's typically for a second marriage. It may be for multiple uh, family members that are not actually related by blood. And who ends up with the house? Who gets the stay? Oh, yeah. My head hurts already. So we're going to change gears. <laughs> we don't want to talk about that anymore. Not. It's too early. La, 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 la. <laughs> uh, 833-707-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Uh, male, female, don't know. I will be turning 73 this year. I have to take out $53,000 for my RMDs. Uh, this will add about $5,000 to my tax bill for twenty. 24, 5,000 on 53. Wow, that's very optimistic. <laughs> uh, but let's, uh, we'll take it at full. Okay. If I take the full 53,000 out today, will I have to pay the IRS quarterly estimated payments um, four times during the year? But if I wait until December 24th to take out the full 53, will I just have to pay five grand tax when filing in April? I can't seem to find the answer to this question. Your help would be greatly appreciated. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Estimated or quarterly tax payments is a weird, confusing thing a lot of people don't really know anything about. 
Um, it, and it's a mystery. And he doesn't need to know anything about it. Ooh. 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 Look at Gene. Um, if he if he has the tax withheld from the you know distribution, that takes care of it. But if he doesn't want to do that and wants to pay the why tax, w- yeah, why would he not want to do that? If he wanted to pay the tax out of other money, why would he want to do that? I don't know. No, that would be moronic. Okay. I mean, so seriously, just tell him not to do that. J- just yeah. don't do it. Just yeah. have the taxes withheld. Yeah, just yeah. Lots of folks who have never taken money out of an IRA are not aware. That it can be so simple and so accommodating. Yeah. They know that in their paychecks, well, the taxes are out. I don't have to worry about it. You have to go straight to the IRS. You can do that with your RMDs. We predominantly use Schwab at uh, the MTM World Headquarters. Mm -hmm. And all you have to do is say, what's your federal? What's your state? They They will take out whatever amount you tell them to. I will caution this gentleman that 5000 on 53000 of additional income seems low. Yeah. So do a pro forma. If you do your own taxes, kick it into Turbo or whatever software you're using. If you have a professional, just ask them a simple question. If I'm taking another 53000 what should I have withheld? Mm-hmm. And the other advantage, he could have that withheld in December. The IRS considers that as if it were spread out over the entire year. Mm-hmm. He could take it out in August. He could take out a piece in June because he's got some taxes come due. Take out a piece in December because he's got an insurance policy coming due. He, it's 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 infinitely flexible. Yep. As long as he has taxes withheld. Yeah. Life is so yeah, simple. Yeah. Cut that complication out oh. and just yeah. Oh. You don't have to. You don't have to write a check. You don't have to do anything. And if you're really smart, you'll think about QCDs. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll leave it at that. Uh, 803-707-7900. Icebreaker call for you. Yay, that makes me happy. Thank you for calling, Randy. Good morning. Yes, good morning. My question is, after having a lot of things going wrong in life, and after the 9-11 and the stock market crashed, I took all my money and bought real estate. Okay. Well, now I got... In 2025, all my mortgages are going to be paid. And with an LLC, if I got all that rent money that I, instead of dumping it into taxes, maintenance, and paying down the debt, I can actually write me a check. How do I do this without losing a large percentage to taxes? How, how can you take the LLC money and pay myself and my wife and I benefit from the money now instead of giving it away. Yeah, it, it is. Randy, it's going to be far easier than you might fear. Um, first of all, congratulations. Uh, wh- whether going 100% into real estate was the right move or not, I, I am agnostic. I have no opinion on that. Um, but you have successfully gotten to a point where you will be, in, in essence, debt-free on those investments. Fantastic. Uh, that that will create a lot of cash flow for you. I'm guessing the LLC is not in an IRA. Is that correct? Right. Okay. So, yes, all the income is going to be taxable from the LLC, all the net income. You're still going to have some expenses, of course, but all the net income is going to be still taxable, whether you take the money or not. The mechanics of taking the cash flow are pretty simple. If you have an LLC, you can set yourself up as an employee of the LLC, and they will uh, the, your 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 LLC will be paying you and or your wife 
a salary with attendant taxes withheld and and uh, and and the like. Or you can set yourself up as 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 a self-employed individual, have distributions from the LLC, and now you are now still responsible for all the taxes, of course, but you'll file them in a slightly different way. So you've got two different approaches. Uh, one is uh, a little more complicated to set up, becoming an employee of the LLC, uh, but much more effect, much more efficient over time because your taxes. Uh, all all the requirements that the IRS will put on you will be taken care of automatically. The but, sec- will that be like 38 or 30 percent, or will it be more to 20 or 25 percent? Yeah, it will depend on what your total taxable income will be. Yeah, income from the LLC will be considered ordinary income. So, if, if, so you- if I'm still working at my regular job and now getting a check from my company, that's going to put me in a higher bracket. That is, that is possible, of course. Brackets do not jump up with just a few thousand dollars of additional income, but if it's a significant amount of money, it absolutely uh, will. I, are you filing married, sir? Yeah. So uh, I'm looking at the married filing jointly. So for this year, if you have income up to uh, $94,000, you're, you're in the 12% bracket. If you go over 94, you're in the 22% bracket. But you've got to have some pretty substantial income before it gets really nasty. Uh, over 200 grand is at 24. That's still pretty reasonable. Um, the 37% bracket does not kick in until 700. So actually, I'm kind of praying for you that you're in the 37% bracket because you'd be making 700 grand. Um, but but uh, be. Not quite. Do you have your taxes professionally done, or do you do them yourself? Uh, I've been doing them myself with a with a computer program. Mm. Yeah, you might run. Uh, now this is this is going to start next year. The end. The end of twenty five. They'll all be paid. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, you've got plenty of time to start kind of looking at this, but. Uh, and, of course, we don't know what the tax rates will be. They will likely change between now and then. But if if you do a rough uh, pro forma, pro forma just means run a test uh, using your software package, using the current rates, toss in the income that you expect, that will give you a really good idea of what the taxes uh, that you'll be facing. Okay, but is there a possibility I can come into the office and maybe talk to you guys about things to do and to prepare for uh, oh, I don't screw it up. <laughs> it's it's not only uh, not a, uh, a it's not just a possibility. It's kind of what we do. Yeah, we so sure, uh, Randy. Uh, at any point, just uh, make an appointment. Come on in. We'll be happy to look at it for you. Okay, just I, I, all I need is a number, and I'll make an appointment. Uh, we we we. Oh heck, six one zero. <laughs> Uh, seven, four, six, 79, uh, 79, no, no. <laughs> seven, zero, zero, seven. Again, six, one, zero, seven, four, six, seven, zero, zero, seven. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. God bless. And here, 833-707-7900. One of the things that Randy could. No. John asked if I was sure. No. <laughs> One of the things that Randy could do would be part of that conversation if he's not contributing the max to a 401k at his other job and increasing his contributions to his retirement plan 
offsets the additional income that might help keep him at the same tax liability. That's just one of the ideas, right, of reducing taxable income if that's what his goal is. That's one of the things we could look at, right? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, setting up his own 401k mm-hmm. um, um, would give him uh, some opportunities to put money to the side. Um, yeah, there's there's some interesting wrinkles here, starting with the reason he kind of bailed on everything else in the world to go into real estate. That's kind of an interesting thing that would need to be explored. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at the amount of the cash flow, looking at the impact on the tax brackets, people get... Um, freaked out, and 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 I I don't mean that in a negative way. They get really disturbed about if I'm making more money, I'm I'm going to get killed. It is rarely the case, unless the bump in your income is hundreds of thousands of dollars, that you really get that you really get pounded. Um, it is often the case that it's it's annoying. Yeah. But hey, there's lots of things that are annoying. Joe and Kamala. But there's things <laughs> that you just go, eh, look, yeah, uh, I, I got this extra 50 grand and I get to keep 40. Yeah. Because well, that's not, not, a, that's not a sharp stick <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, eye. Yeah. That, that, yeah, yeah. that is not, hey, I had four toes amputated. No, that that's that's nice money. It's like when people are mostly concerned about inheritance tax and mm. they say, hey, You know, the kids are glad they're getting what they're getting. Yeah, they might have to give some of it back in taxes, but it's better than not getting anything at all. Don't worry about it so much. (laughs) Speaking of not worrying, 833-707-7900. I'm not worried I gave out the wrong phone number several times. 833 That's why we usually stick to one number until Uh, the end of the show. I know. It's at the end of the show. We're not. How about all the other shows? Every, literally every three minutes. Call now. Operators are waiting. They're waiting because because you you're, you're sad. Ay, ay, ay. Mm. Oh, speaking of sad. Okay, please. Uh, we make fun of so many of our competitors that put their radio shows in the can, mm. um, which I think we took a vote and I think it was unanimous. They should put their shows in the can. In their can. Uh, in their can, <laughs> and and then and then don't broadcast them. Um, there's a gentleman, David Bonson. He is the chief investment officer and managing partner of the Bonson Group, and he's the he was the founder. Uh, it takes a rather unconventional approach to client acquisition. This is an article in Investment News. Investment News is is largely considered to be the the industry reporting um, arm of of financial investment professionals. Um, because, uh, as he says, uh, his firm is all about creating valuable content. What? Okay. <laughs> he takes an unconventional approach, <clears throat> valuable content with, with an authentic voice on a variety of topics, including finance, economics, wealth management, even politics. Oh, <gasps> this is, this is radical. And his quote is, I don't believe there's anybody else doing this. <laughs> Unlike anything I've ever seen at any other advisory firm, we are very much into fresh, unique, sometimes controversial. Why didn't he just say snarky like I do since Mm -hmm. he's borrowing everything else that we do? Mm -hmm. Uh, Controversial content as a means of attracting like-minded people. He's quoting me, for God's (laughs) sakes, to our organization. 
He gives insightful observations across television and radio interviews. He's and innovative. has a podcast. The, the you man should is, take a hint, Gene. <laughs> this man, he's astounding. He's follow his lead, would you? I'm thinking he walks on water. I, I, now, if he could something really, if he could turn water into wine. <laughs> Maybe I would follow his <laughs> Can you do a nice Pinot? <laughs> we should really learn a thing or two from him. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, the kind of an uh, insight into uh, why this guy is clueless. Uh, they It's a very large firm. I, I take nothing away from their success. They have uh, offices in uh, Minneapolis, one of the hotbeds of liberalism. Um, Oregon, okay, that says enough right there. Uh, Newport Beach, California, police, it's gorgeous, but police, and New York City. Oh, no one else. I no. I can assure you, I am unique. Yeah, one of a kind. Except we've been doing that for 25 years. Actually, I've been doing it this year for 32 years. Me too. Just kidding. <laughs> so as a as, as started a, when I was as a second grader, uh, she was. Uh, you'd have to start way earlier than twelve if you make thirty-two. There, young lady. You think I can't do math? Mm -mm. Oh. Okay. Actually, some days I'm not really sure. So okay. Um, Eight three three seven zero seven seventy nine hundred, and I got to find a shorter one. Because I'm looking at the clock. Actually, I was looking at John, who's looking at the clock. So I, I trust he knows what he's doing, which, uh, okay. That, maybe, we have lots of long emails. Maybe shorter is just not going to do it. Okay. Longer email, but I hope that this is a relatively short answer. And if not, my wife died in 2022. Oof, sorry. Together for 65 years. Wow. I asked our bank to have her IRA money transferred to me as her sole beneficiary on the account and the surviving spouse. A bank representative uh, of the IRA department told me which form to complete and how to fill it out. My wife's 2022 RMD was paid to my checking account at the same bank. The balance was then put into a new account with the ownership description shown as an inherited IRA. So far, it seems all right. Time passed. I took RMDs for her account and my own IRA. To my surprise, the RMD from the inherited IRA was roughly double the amount I received from my IRA, although the amounts in both accounts were approximately the same. I discovered through research that my, as my wife's sole beneficiary and surviving spouse, I should not have filled it out as an inherited IRA, but instead put it in my own IRA. Mm -hmm. I asked to have the RMD deposit reversed and reissued it the lower correct amount. However, my bank said IRA ownership descri description cannot be changed now. And I have to take the larger amount. I feel like a victim here. I followed their instructions, which were wrong. Now I have to suffer a rapid depletion of the affected IRA and pay higher tax soon. Is there anything I can do? Wow. Um, certainly it, a, a spouse does have the ability to take an IRA and make it their own and treat it like mm -hmm. your own and not an inherited IRA. And the, and the discrepancy, I guess here, do you think they're distributing this on the 10-year rule? I would expect. And that's the reason that they're larger amounts. Um, I think he can fix this mm -hmm. um, and move this inherited IRA into his own. Maybe he needs to take it to a different custodian who knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, and I would uh, be very, and uh, I would, don't measure by me. 
Mr. Confrontation, you have to measure this by your own instincts. If you are angry, if you're upset, if you're disturbed by this, and, and you are willing, make a fuss. Get PO'd. Yeah. Uh, let people know what bank. Uh, let the bank know. I know a lot of people, and I know I have a good friend on radio. <laughs> so you really need to work your butt off to get this fixed. And oh, by the way, it would be a very nice gesture if they were married 65 years. You know, he's 85, late 80s, maybe 90. Very nice gesture to a senior to reimburse me for that. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do that? You know what? There's a department in Harrisburg called Banking and Securities, and they are consumer protection people, especially protecting seniors that have been taken advantage of. We hate this. Yep. Give us a call. Yeah, I'm not giving the number, but give us a call. <laughs> 833-707-7900. Little uh, Linda Ronstadt. Appreciate that very much. We'll take your calls at that number and your emails at Alyssa at AskMTM.com after this on More Than Money. indeed may he be with you down every road on saturdays on every single day you've got more than money you have Alyssa young john elliott gene dickinson your host helping you in every way that we are able all you need to do is request it 803-733-703-7900 he is uh, verbally dyslexic today <laughs> he is uh 833-707-7900 Alyssa, at askmtm.com, gene at askmtm.com. They work very well. And, of course, if you like to share our show, someone who has further afield but they have Internet access, all they have to do is go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, hit the Listen Live button. They have the show crystal clear from wherever they may access us. The markets were up this week across the board, up for the year across the board. Uh, Super Bowl coming up. I guess we'll be here before the Super Bowl, so we yeah. don't have to talk too much about that. Uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and their cronies traveling the country, giving away tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to as many people as they possibly can to buy votes using your money. Um, we talked about a couple who recently passed away. She was 96. He was 100. What a blessing that was. Um I think we've covered all the bases. Uh, Barry was very kind to give me the details. District 11 wrestling tournament, the team tournament, mm -hmm. is at Freedom High School. And Nazareth wrestles Pocono Mountain East at 11 a.m. Now, he ends with Go K-Kids. That's the concrete kids. That's Northampton. Northampton. So, yeah, bless them. Mm -hmm. Go all you kids. It, wrestling oh, yeah. is a very, very tough sport and uh, takes tons of discipline uh, I just, uh, I want them all to wrestle at their very best. I want everybody to stay safe. No no injuries today. No fights in the stands. <sighs> There's a, an article about some melee in Phillipsburg at youth sporting events, and it's just nonsense. 
it happens in basketball, happened at wrestling. Recently, there's been a couple of incidents like that locally, and it's just uh, unnecessary. Well, no, it is necessary. It's very important for a father, particularly, <laughs> to punch a referee when his <laughs> six-year-old son is playing flag football. It's very important. <laughs> it's it's how you train uh, the young people to react. Oh, It's why when you see video of illegals beating the crap out of police officers and then they take them to the station and they're released with no bail three hours later and they get on a bus and head to California so they don't even have to go back for court. This is how we train young people. This is how they learn important, valuable my lessons. My bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, you, yeah, you went down the road. Oh, it's not my fault. <laughs> Uh, 833-707-7900. Did you want to do that? Did you want to do mine? What did you want? Yeah, is that, we, is that, yeah. Uh, we got an email that I will read and we'll see if we can. I'll take notes. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Hi, Jean and Alyssa. My father-in-law passed in August of 2023. An insurance policy was found worth $52,427.99. The money was to be split 50-50 between my husband and his sister. My sister-in-law had her half placed into an annuity. My husband decided to cash, cash out his share as we need new windows. My sister-in-law did get her share, her first installment of 20000 and eventually a second installment of 6000 Plus, after she called... Oh, there might be a mistake here, but it says that she called on January 4th wondering why we got more. We received two direct deposits into our bank account. We saw it, thanked his dad, did not think anything about it. Deposited in our account was $3,330.14 and $38,612.26. So we're going to pause there for a second. The insurance policy value was fifty two for twenty eight. Mm. And they got thirty eight six twelve and thirty three thirty while the sister in law got twenty six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ten ninety nine R came the other day and it says taxes are ten thousand four hundred eighty five dollars and fifty nine cents based on fifty two thousand four hundred twenty seven dollars and ninety nine cents. <laughs> we have not spent any of the money. The company said they would send us a letter directing us how to proceed. We have not received the letter. I'm having trouble explaining this. <laughs> I do listen to your show every week. We filed the paperwork correctly, included a death certificate. What do you think the company will have us do? We are prepared on giving it back and we're waiting for this letter. Should we make an appointment and drive to Connecticut with a cashier's check? What does this do to our 2024 taxes? I pray the clerk who made the mistake does not lose their job in this economy. <laughs> Thank you for the advice. Wow. Well, how very sweet. How very sweet. We don't want anybody to be fired over being incompetent. Uh, that's, that would be highly inappropriate. So theoretically, it was a policy of $52,000 in, in total between the two. They got about $78,000. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Um, the likelihood that this is as simple as it's depicted is very low. That's the likelihood. Okay. Um, 
There are a couple things that could be at work here. First and foremost, uh, this individual has to speak with our partner, Mike Pompey, who will employ the resources of the largest independent insurance brokerage in the country, Ash Brokerage, so that they can directly communicate with this company. Ash Brokerage has uh, relationships with virtually every insurance, life insurance, annuity, and long-term care company. So let's pick a number, a, a name out of, th no, let's not, because this may not end up putting them in good light. Let's call it the, the ABC company. That's as generic as it can possibly be. So they have a relationship with ABC. Um, these folks could spend the next six weeks trying to get somebody on the phone, getting horsed around. Uh, Mike and his team can get on the phone and get an answer in a day. Okay. So they will get a precise description of why these numbers are what they are. Let's assume for a second that um, the way this was described was correct. It's 52. There's been an error. Well, they're going to claw back that number. They're going to expect that money back. So the fact that they have not spent it, very smart, very, very wise. Um, the uh, tax bill is a head scratcher. Okay. Life insurance proceeds are normally not income taxable. Right. So um, is it a tax bill? Is it a clawback from the insurance company? We'd have to see the paperwork. Is it there, hey, send us a check? I don't know. Um, 78 off of 52 is a head-scratcher, unless, unless. Uh, in some cases, uh, life insurance policies that have been in force for many years, decades, mm -hmm. uh, they're originally set up for a certain death benefit. Mm -hmm. Let's say it's 50 grand. And, and the policy premiums have been put in for so many years and have earned a very substantial return, a $52,000 uh, life insurance contract might have a cash value of 78,000 bucks. Mm. So that may be the mm. description. Mm -hmm. um, there are so many questions that <laughs> yes. are goofy. Yeah. Yeah. She's got to come in, yeah. um, meet with Mike. I say come in. She's got to talk to him, whether it's on phone or come in, do Zoom, whatever. Yeah. But that's goofy. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. Okay. Well, we'll help her out, get an answer, and make sure that they're not paying tax they're not supposed to pay. Take the money. Leave the country. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I love it. What? Spend it. Spend it. <laughs> Buy a car. Like, what? <laughs> What do you mean you want the money back? It's gone. <laughs> uh, Just geez. kidding. Don't do that. No, that's... Okay. Mm, well, on, on and one. people do make mistakes. Now it's just, uh, unfortunately, um, a hassle to get it rectified. But with and, Mike's And help, her question, uh, ultimately, about the impact on her 2024 taxes, hopefully, prayerfully, we get this resolved long before the end of 2024. Yeah. We've got 11 months. Yeah. Uh, it should have should have virtually no impact on their income taxes. The only way that might they might convince me otherwise, let's um, circle back to my theory. Mm -hmm. theory. I've been studying quantum physics. I'm all about theories. Mm -hmm. 
my theory that this was originally a death benefit of 52, but it, the cash value was 78. Yeah. If that is true, then, yeah, this policy could have had a profit. Yeah. In which case the profit would be taxable. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that is possible. And okay. so if the profit's 28, could they be paying 10000 in tax? Seems a little excessive, but mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. All right. Well, let's hope we can get to the bottom of That's this. Now I'm curious. Oh, yeah. me too. <laughs> me too. That's fantastic. Thanks for I mean, not for us. them. It's fantastic for anybody who's curious about these kind of goofy <laughs> things, but for them, it's a royal pain. And after losing your dad, it's it, that's uh, it stinks. It, it stinks. does stink. Uh, 833-707-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. A uh, young lady writes, I've been in a committed long-term relationship 14 years. That's long-term. Good for you. Uh, my partner does not want to marry and believes he is taking care of me legally and financially should he precede me in death. He's loving and generous, and I do trust him, but I know his arrangements are designed to protect himself while trying to look out for me at the same time. So mm. that, that's a good one. It's a pretty solid place to start. Mm-hmm. We're both retired. We both have our own annuities and IRAs. We serve as partial beneficiaries on these investments. He has um, siblings, no children. I have children and grandchildren. His personal property, including a valuable home, is in a revocable trust with me as the sole beneficiary. I am not on the deed to the home. Okay. This kind of circles back to what we talked about earlier in the show. Yeah. My questions relate to the trust. What happens after he passes and what tax consequences will I be dealing with once ownership of the home passes to me? Is this still inherited property? How will long-term capital gains work? I already know that the property taxes will be adjusted based on the home's value at the time of transfer. What other legal or financial issues should I be prepared for, assuming, of course, that I outlive him? Okay. So a revocable trust. Yep. Does that means he technically still owns it? Yes, of course. So when you inherit, when this this woman inherits this house, if what, she inherits if, this house, <clears throat> um, it is an inheritance, and therefore, and because they are not married, or it related, will be, or related in any way, she will have to pay inheritance tax of 15% on the value of the house, right? And that's just Pennsylvania tax. Right. And then about the, the capital gains thing, what that how that would work is if she sells the house, she does get a stepped-up cost basis so because far, it's inherited. Yes. Right. right. So um, there wouldn't be a significant capital gain from the, between the value of what he paid for the house and what it's worth when you inherit it. That, that issue um, uh, is not a, a problem. There's not a nope. huge capital gains tax bill, um, but it's the inheritance tax that you'd be paying. And um, interestingly, I guess it's the same rate really, most, like, most likely. Uh, in the ballpark. Yeah. The real issue, she says, are there any other financial legal issues I need to be prepared for? The answer is big. Yes. The word revocable means it can be changed at any time. Mm -hmm. And he may very well have shown you a revocable trust that shows all this nice stuff. And you trust him, so hopefully this is all true. But if, um, unbeknownst to you, he has changed it, you would never know. Mm -hmm. um, the revocable trust typically 
is set up so that you can live there, but at your passing, it goes to his siblings so that he controls that. That's typically why you would set up that trust. If, if you're going to leave it to her anyway, you wouldn't typically set up a revocable trust. Right. So it is, I think she is misinterpreting what is happening here. I think the revocable trust may very well give her the, the, the opportunity, life, right. life rights to live in the house or some rights to live in the house. Um, but I don't think she's going to inherit it. It doesn't seem to me. she. Wh- why go through all this when you can simply put it in your will? I leave my house to my, my partner. Right. So yeah, I'm not sure what the benefits of the trust no, are if it's that straightforward. She she has to since they trust each other, they're in a long-term loving relationship. They need to sit down with a, either an attorney, his attorney perhaps, or two attorneys representing one representing each. Let's just understand what happens first and then we'll dig in. Mhm. 833-707-7900. We go back to the phone. Yes, we're going to speak with Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing great. Thank you for calling. How can we help you? I have a question about uh, real estate uh, investment trusts, private equity. Uh, There's one I've been using for three years. I've had very good results with it. It's a local company that you guys are well aware of. But Gene doesn't seem to really be enamored with those types of investments. I'm just trying to understand what is the downside and, and what does he see as the risks? Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, enamored is, um, yeah, it's not the word I would use. Um, the um, My concern is not um, that they will or will not be successful. My concern is that they position their marketing to people um, through our very own radio station and many other places as being risk-free. Uh, they position their marketing as uh, we've never missed, we've never lost a dollar, uh, you've got nothing to worry about, you can get 10, 12, 14% returns um, uh, and, and, and otherwise um, with, uh, with virtually no risk. And, and that simply is not true. So when I have a company that's um, posturing themselves uh, on the foundation of a statement that isn't true, is there risk in real estate investments? There absolutely is. And and the opportunity for uh, substantial gains is is very real. And, and by all reports, and, and let's take them at face value, they've been very successful at uh, producing the returns uh, that they have promised. Let's, and, and I pray, I literally pray that they continue to be because in the Lehigh Valley, there are lots of folks who are invested with this program. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bottom line is when the foundation, when the initial um, uh, what in, invitation to invest is based on what I believe to be um, misleading statements, then I don't trust much of anything else. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason I'm not enamored of the, the offerings that they make. Okay. And, and, and again, I, I'm coming from a position having been invested with them now for about four years. And almost every discussion I've ever had with them, the word risk does come up, that nothing is guaranteed. So I, that's, I was just confused about your take on it. 
and that they were selling it as risk-free when, in my experience, and you know, I don't know what experience you have with them, is that risk comes up uh, pretty much every discussion. Good. Yeah, and 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 that is that that gives me great comfort for you. I hope they do that for absolutely everybody. But you have heard the same radio spots that I have heard, and that isn't the yep. case. The other piece that causes me significant concern is that the vast majority of their offerings are are provided to accredited investors. Accredited investors Correct. are a very specific subset of investment of the investment community, and they have to be very substantial investment investors. Uh, I have personally talked to investors who are not accredited, who are in those programs. So it causes me well, see, that, I, that, that I would, un- yeah, that I would understand because I know I went through the accreditation process and everything else. And anyone I've ever talked there to there has, has done similarly, but you're saying that you know of people who don't pass yes. the accreditation process, but are still investing. Yes. Yep. So I it's a too. concern, very serious okay. concern. But I again, yeah, no, I, I understand that. I pray for you. I pray for every investor that every single thing they promise comes true, one hundred percent. Because I'm I'm not in the business of hoping anybody gets hurt financially. I want you and everyone else that's that's in those programs to do well. Okay, and I understand that. Thank you. I appreciate your input. No worries, Kevin. God bless. Take care. Seven us. Uh, 833-707-7900. Even John's getting tired of me getting this wrong. Uh, back <laughs> well, to the phone. Brian called the correct number, so <laughs> welcome to the show, Brian. How can we serve you today? Uh, good. First of all, good morning to both of you. Good morning. Um, I, was, um, I was curious. You know, there's an old investing rule of thumb that I heard a long time ago that as you're 50 years old, you should be 50% in equities and maybe 50% bonds, and then as 60% uh, bonds when you're 60 and 40% equities. Now, I do not prescribe to that theory at all. I think that's a Good. conservative theory. Hmm. However, um, my how I've adjusted this, and, and I'm curious how you believe that old theory has changed now with the use of index funds. For example, I have modified that split to, as I am 50 years old, I remain 50% in large cap and small cap growth funds, and my remaining 50%, I'm in 25% index funds. The other 25% is in some more conservative utilities and such, but I only remain 5% in fixed bonds and income. As I become 60 years old, my plan is to limit my equities Forty percent and shift that extra ten percent over, and then when I'm seventy, limit my large cap and small cap to thirty percent and shift, so that by the time I'm seventy, I would be more thirty percent equities, thirty percent growth, and then forty percent index fund as I okay. go into retirement. Let me stop you there, Brian. What, does, yeah, let me stop yeah, you how, there. How does that feel to you? Yeah, it feels like you're a hundred percent in the stock market now and you plan on being a hundred percent in the stock market at age 70 and if that fits you and your financial goals and your risk tolerance i think it's spectacular i think it's fabulous for the average person it's not going to fit now you're absolutely right the old rule of thumb was uh at 50 50 percent in bonds at 70 you'd have 70 percent in bonds 
it was never correct. That was, It's been in the textbooks for decades. It was never correct to say that at any given age, you should all be X. That is simply wrong. Every age for you has a different set of objectives and a different set of risk tolerances. You are very comfortable, apparently, uh, in the equity markets, and you can see the differentials between high risk of being in a particular sector versus index funds that may have a much more uh, consistent return. Every person at every age has to have a specific investment allocation designed for them based on exactly what they're trying to do with their money. I have 90-year-olds that are 100% in the stock market because they have great pensions and Social Security, and they love it. I have 90-year-olds that are zero in the stock market because they need all the income they can get. So the age literally has nothing to do with it. You've discovered that as long as you keep true to whatever your goals and risk tolerances are, you're going to do just fine. Brian, thank you so much for the call. We're going to our mid-show, mid-hour break. Uh, we've got Patrick on hold. Patrick, please stay right where you are. We have lines open. 833-707-7900. 833-707-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. After this, on More Than Money. Once in her life, she must someone waiting on hold all the time. <laughs> That's, I was looking at that. I was going, eh, if, if there wasn't an on hold, we would have let that one run. Oh, what a great piece of music. Uh, thank you, John. John, always at the ready for uh, pulling out the best. Uh, speaking of the best, you are the absolute best. We thank you for spending part of your Saturday morning with us, uh, Alyssa Young, John Elliott, Gene Dickinson, and... Uh, uh, giving us the opportunity to serve you, that gives us uh, great pleasure and, and is a great honor to do exactly that. You are wonderful. Uh, if you wish to join us for the next uh, 22 and a half minutes, we have that opportunity to serve you. 833-707-7900. And we're back to the phone. Yes, we're going to welcome Patrick to the show. Good morning, sir. How can we help you today? No, good morning. Thanks for taking the call. Ah, thanks for waiting so patiently. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Uh, my my question is at fifty nine and a half, 
would my brokerage firm allow me to transfer my securities that are in RRAs into a brokerage account without liquidating the securities? Because I'd want to keep the securities that I've had over 20 years, but transfer the RRA assets into a brokerage account asset so I can margin them. Would they allow it? Sure. Mm-hmm. It'd all be taxable. It's taxable as as ordinary income, just as I've liquidated it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, but they, all the individual securities, the stocks, they would let me just move them into the brokerage account yeah, without what, having to. Yeah, w- yeah. Whether they sell them or, or transfer them is mox next. It, it means nothing to you. Let's say you have two hundred shares of Apple stock. Uh, they can liquidate the uh, Apple stock at at ten o'clock. And uh, and reestablish that in your individual account, 200 shares of Apple stock at 10 o'clock and 30 seconds. So the differentials are going to be irrelevant. In some cases, the the IRA custodians will uh, transfer in kind. In some cases, they won't. But again, it's it's irrelevant for you. You have no cost basis. You're going to get no tax advantage. You get no personal advantage or investment advantage as to whether they transfer them directly or whether they simply sell and rebuy. Either way, you're going to get exactly where you wish to be. Right. But when, when you say that, they would transfer them at my cost basis. No, I mean, if no. I'm holding all, no, if I'm holding all three stock at $18 per share, nope. my cost basis. Nope. No, nope. Oh, no, price. no, it's, it's actually in, in your case, it's a better deal uh, that they don't transfer the cost basis because if they transferred the cost basis at eighteen dollars a share and it's trading at a hundred, you've got a huge capital gain. If they reestablish in a in a brokerage account the one hundred dollars a share cost basis, then you've got no capital gains uh, 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 out of the gate. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically, what you're saying, yeah, they'll they'll did Schwab will transfer the securities. Whether they they'll sell them or whatever they do, and mm-hmm. then reestablish those securities at that at the prices today. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. If you have uh, three thousand shares of Altria, they're liquidated. Then they reestablish those three thousand shares of Altria at today's price. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Oh, you're Appreciate very welcome. It. Thank you. God bless. Um, yeah. And the only and I should have grabbed Patrick. Oh, hopefully he's still listening. Uh, the only thing that he has to factor in. Uh, I'm picking a number out of thin air. He has a hundred thousand dollars in stocks in his IRA. Mm-hmm. Fifty nine and a half. He's no longer going to pay a penalty, right? But he can liquidate, right. And pay tax. They're not going to have enough money to reestablish right. unless he pays the tax from some other source, right? So if the tax is twenty grand, right. and he has twenty grand in the bank. Then yes, they can do exactly what he's talking about, moving exactly the same number of shares, and it's fine. He still owes the tax. Right. If he doesn't have twenty grand in the bank to pay the tax, and he wants to liquidate enough to pay the tax, that would be the other way to do it, right? Sell twenty grand worth of stock, turn that into cash, send that to the IRS as your tax withholding, and journal the rest, or you know, move the rest into the brokerage account. Very good. Happy healthy hundred. It's a theme. Uh, found an article. Gentleman has been studying 100-year-olds. That's pretty cool. I'm sorry. I don't know why that made me laugh. I don't know either. I, <laughs> I'm studying 100-year-olds. She, she was looking right at John when she started to laugh. I thought that that's rude. That is. 
<laughs> he has been, this gentleman has been studying 100-year-olds for 20 years. So this is not like, hey, yo, buddy. It's, this is pretty serious <laughs> stuff. Uh, and he found 15 traits that are oh. common to happy 100-year-olds. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Can I guess some? Yeah, please. Yeah, okay. go ahead. All right. Um, so they have family around them. Um, you know what? That that's that's a common thread for a lot of these. So okay, th- go that ahead. You you are correct. You want to guess another one? Uh, I would say that I mean they're in good health. Like they don't have chronic health conditions. Excellent. Um, they have enough money. Like they're financially stable. So number one, uh, you manage your finances well, and you live within your means. You have the money to do what you want to do. Okay. So that was number one. They have pr- some kind of purpose. You set and reach goals on an ongoing basis. Outstanding. They yes. have hobbies. Um, that is that that kind of goes through a number of these. I, I'll give you number three. You make time for trips or vacations with family and friends. That's yeah. hobbies and, and interests. Interest. Okay. Yeah. What else you got? What's on that list? Um, <laughs> you are safe and secure where you live. Ah, very important. Very important. So that's the difference between someone who's like maybe living on their own and a little nervous about it or or burdened by the responsibility versus maybe being in a place where you have a support system. Or you're in a neighborhood that you've lived in for 70 years and 70 years ago was gorgeous and now it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, You learn something new or interesting every day. Ah. That that's fantastic. Curiosity is just it's fantastic. Physics. You have someone in your life who encourages you to be healthy. That's really important. Yeah. Uh, you eat healthy. You get plenty of fruits and vegetables. You go to the dentist at least once a year. And 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 people go, yeah, no. A lot of senior citizens, as they get older, if they don't follow a lot of these other things, they just go, ah. And they they let their health slide, including their dental uh, health. Mm. Uh, you don't smoke. You have you have a healthy, uh, normal weight. You work out at least thirty minutes a day, three times a week, at a hundred. I would love to know what that looks like. A, a, a workout when you're one hundred. It's so cute. Uh, <laughs> I spoke to a client recently. She's, I'm guessing, eighty-ish. Does chair yoga. Yeah, and sure. Apparently very popular. There's chair Zumba, too, actually. Uh, so lots of alternatives. That's great. Lots of alternatives. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, that's Well nice. done. Well done, you. Um, okay. This actually came from the TV show. Okay. I enjoy watching you on public television. Uh, our son is 54, has financial difficulties. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, he has suffered from depression for many years. You know, my wife is very depressed. Your wife? Yeah. yeah, because you are Happy. on track to live for another 30 years. And she's like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's so rude. I just, you know, but she's doing better. She's got those pills. Oh, geez, so that's stop. Very, that's <laughs> she's doing much, a lot of, a lot of smiles. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Knock it off. Kind of vacant, but. That is <laughs> not true. Uh, we, <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't. Go with Diane if that is her real name. Uh, we have paid uh, bills for him uh, often, maybe $100,000 worth. He is divorced and shares custody of his only child, a daughter. We have two children, three grandchildren. We have a will, uh, and our son, daughter, and three grandchildren are our heirs. 
uh, when the final distribution of assets is made, our son and daughter will receive equal amounts. We are in the process of making our daughter in charge of our son's distribution. We are also making our daughter in charge of his daughter's distribution. What I would like to do is remove 100000 from our son's share of his final distribution, give it to his daughter, our granddaughter, perhaps in a trust. What would you suggest? Mm, okay. Yeah, um, I certainly understand there the goal of, like, fairness, right? Like, we've already given him hundred grand, so maybe he shouldn't get another hundred grand. Um, one thing that jumps out at me about this goal is to make sure that it's clear that um, if these folks have accounts that have beneficiary designations on them uh, that might say, you know, split this 50-50, split this 50-50, that it's important that they look at the whole big picture because the will distributing money isn't going to cover those distributions. So they need to kind of factor that in and see how much those accounts are worth and kind of, you know, sort of project what they might be worth, you know, in the future. Um, and that might be the place they need to make the adjustments, not just the will or the or or a trust in the will. You know what I'm saying? Does that no. make sense? No. <laughs> I'm totally confused. I have no idea what you're saying. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you, you make an outstandingly important point. People um, often are not aware that if they have assets with named beneficiaries, that that happens first, right. and then whatever has is left is 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 divided by the will. Yeah. So you are quite right. If they're sitting there with IRAs, four hundred one ks, annuities, life insurance, fill in the blanks, those are all by beneficiary. So setting up a trust, setting up controls is a very wise thing to do under the circumstances. makes perfect sense. Yeah. It may have no impact. Right. Everything's, by the time we start dividing things into the trust, there's nothing. Maybe the sale of the house, maybe right. some basics, but they simply have not, uh, in one, in, in, in a certain sense, uh, they, they are... Uh, helping on one hand and taking away with the other. Yeah. So they must, must, must work with a, a an experienced, trusted uh, estate planning attorney who will look at everything, beneficiaries, accounts, where they are, et cetera. Yep. Now, um, my concern, mm-hmm. having the daughter in charge of the trust for their granddaughter, the, the daughter's Her niece, niece mm-hmm. I think that's fine. Sure. That that I, I have no major concerns about that. Having the daughter be the trustee for her brother. Mm. Why, why not just hand them weapons and tell them to go at it? I mean, if they're talking about her being the executrix and just making sure he gets what their will. We are making, uh, we're in process of making her daughter in charge of our son's distribution. Okay. That's a trustee. Okay. Yeah, that could be contentious and problematic. Uh, you don't want to for the rest of their yeah. lives. Yeah, you don't want to. Hey, I, I need ten grand. What for? None of your business. Oh, please. Yeah. Then I'm not going to give you the money. Oh, you hate me. You stole from me. Yeah, it's you are just begging. You're right. For the family to be divided, the son's distribution should absolutely be in a trust. He is not capable. And and we're not, um, well, of course we are. We're we're, ma- we're making an intelligent judgment based on the the son is fifty four. Yeah, 
what are we praying for? A lightning strike that that whoa! It's all of a sudden he's going to actually be responsible and, the light. Oh. and and he's not going to be depressed anymore and he's going to do the right thing. Yeah. It's not happening. No. And and he's fifty four. Right. So forget the happy healthy part, but how about hundred part? Forty or fifty years? No. Um, a, a corporate trustee. There are companies that this is what they do. This is their reason for being in this world. They are, they are companies that act as trustees for trusts. So you establish a trust. You give very specific instructions as to how the money should be used, could be used, cannot be used, and the trustee carries out those instructions. And with no emotion attached to it whatsoever. There's no, um, hey, I need ten grand. What for? I'm not telling you. See ya. I'm not angry with you. <laughs> I don't care. Hit the bricks. Well, maybe I'll tell you. Look, that's up to you. Hit the bricks. Okay, what I need it for is a new set of tires because uh, $3,000 tires are much. No. Why are you Why are you taking my I'm not. I'm looking at the trust that your parents established to protect you. I am following their instructions. So see you. Don't want to be you. <laughs> Suck it up, buttercup. Uh, don't be such a silly goose. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, bottom line, bless you. Bless yeah. you. You have been very, very patient. Good for you for seeing the difference between your son and your granddaughter. These are not the same people, so we don't need to punish your granddaughter. Good for you for being um, willing uh, to make the effort to uh, plan to um for for uh, what uh, for for the best possible result for your son, your granddaughter, your daughter, your other grandchildren. Um, but you're going to need some. You're going to need a team, mm -hmm. a team, uh, a trusted attorney, of course, a financial advisor, likely uh, tax advisor, perhaps. Um, but yeah, it, put in the work. Put in the work. Yep. Bless mm -hmm. them. Fifty-four years. <sighs> Can you imagine how many times they've bailed him out? No. No, you can't. I just pray that I never know what that's like. <laughs> like you that's know, that's a very good thing to pray yeah, for. You no, you pray. You want your kids to be self-sufficient, healthy, and, happy, yeah. independent, making, showing good judgment. That's what you pray for your kids. Yeah, I'm at that that stage in my life, and my kids at that, you know, in their lives, where you're starting to envision their their futures as adults and wonder what that's going to look like and just hope, geez, I hope that they implement all of the things that I've taught them and, you know, carry with the right example that we've tried to set and all of that stuff. And you just hear so many of these kind of uh, stories and you're like, oh, gosh, I hope that's not my kid. <laughs> so far, you know, all signs point to, you know, no, I, I, I think things will work out well. But as a parent, you can't help but Well, Andrew's a, a freshman in college. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a lot that happens between point A and point B. But he seems to be on the right track. Yeah. Juliana is uh, 14. Yeah, but we already school. we already know what her future uh, will be because she's fourteen, going on thirty five, <laughs> and uh, she's going to be just fine. She's going to be just fine. Oof, I hope so. Well, I have been a very good influence on her. Mm -hmm. At least I claim that every chance I get. <laughs> <laughs> will he be the one who bails her out if she needs it? <laughs> 
I'm going to remember that. <laughs> she can do no wrong. <laughs> Excellent. All right. I don't have to worry. Remember the guy going to, going to the cop. You're wrong. She did not do that. <laughs> and then it'll be a YouTube video. It'll go viral. Oh we'll make my. millions. We'll oh, make millions. Boy. Okay. Uh, we'll figure out another way to make the millions. We don't have to go viral. That's, that's fine. Uh, gentleman writes, um, with gold being sold by brokerages or held in the gold-backed IRAs, could the demand by retirees ever exceed the gold available on demand if there were a run on the accounts? Oh, wow. And number two, as what happened years ago when the government required the holders of gold be turned in, could the government ever learn what you have and require holders to do this again or pay taxes on this? Just how confidential is my account with the broker? And is it better for gold to be held personally, um, reasonably uh, depending upon amount for uh, this confidentiality at home? Okay. I don't know much about this stuff, but ah. I will tell you that I've seen bits and pieces of, unfortunately, have seen bits and pieces of the show Gold Rush. <laughs> I know it's hard to find gold. <laughs> that, that much I know. <laughs> I also know there's no such thing as a gold-backed IRA. So those are my, that's my two cents. And well, no, pun, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, she inadvertently revealed how much money she has invested in gold. <laughs> Two cents. <laughs> God, that's not for me. Um, okay, so the question is, um, if there is a uh, a run, so to speak, on all the gold-backed IRAs, et cetera, et cetera, could it exceed the amount that's available in the accounts? The answer is no. Um it's, it is a very simple, it's the only economics law that any of us remember, that most of you remember, supply and demand. Mm -hmm. um, if the supply is so desperately short, the demand was significantly high, it will be uh, accounted for by the price. Mm -hmm. uh, it will go from currently about two grand to who knows, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 an ounce because of the run, because of the demand. It doesn't mean that it's worth that. It means that there is a, a an emotional attachment, a, a, a panic, et cetera. Will there be enough? The answer is yes. At what price? Different question. Hey, I want my, okay, uh, It's it was two. Now it's going to cost you 10. Whoa. Then maybe I don't want it anymore, which is why it will peak and then come back down. Mm, okay. uh, is it possible that the government will reach out and cause you to, Empty your accounts. Sure. They did it in the past in a different way. And no, not everybody turned in their gold. That's not how it worked. But I get your point. And is it possible that the government will do that? Look at what the government is doing now. There's there's an, an incredibly long list of stupidity and arrogance and overreach and uh, hatred towards real Americans. So could they do this? Sure. We have to fight back. We have to stop them from doing stupid stuff to us. How confidential is my account with the broker? It's not. No. There is no confidentiality with your investment accounts, your IRA accounts. It, quite the opposite. The, uh, they are required by law to report to the IRS. They are required... And not just report, hey, he took money out, but report on an annual basis. How much do you have and where is it invested? So there's no confidentiality. Does that mean you should take it out and put it in your house? Don't be so stupid. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
A lot more hey, risk uh, there. How about it? Like getting your wife killed. Yeah. I got four hundred grand of gold in my basement. But you know, nobody knows. Well, three three or four of the guys down at the plant know. All right, the guy that I go bowling with knows. All right, my kids know. Okay, you just please. Uh three four hundred thousand dollars of gold in your basement means it's about the size of a shoebox. So they can come in, kill your wife. That'd take five minutes, less. And walk out with something under their, and as long as they're wearing a UPS uniform, people mm-hmm. go, ah, it was a delivery. Box, bag, no yeah, problem. No, nothing to be yeah. seen here. Yeah. So, no, this is not the way to go. This is this is a <clears throat> bad idea. Glad you asked. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, no. Nah, that's all right. Um, so, um, two minutes? Goodness. Went fast. It really did. We flew today. <laughs> we, we flew today. And for Gary on hold, my apologies. We're running to the end of the show. Call uh, back next week, Gary. Yeah, absolutely. Be the uh, icebreaker call. Icebreaker call. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you can email Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. For all of you, uh, we invite you to uh, to meet us in our More Than Money World headquarters. We invite you to, to accept our second opinion meetings. They're absolutely free. You get to meet with one of our amazingly, amazingly talented financial advisors. These are all wonderful, wonderful people. Very kind, very compassionate, and very knowledgeable. So you meet with them and ask them anything that you want. There's absolutely no re- restriction. There's no pressure. There's no obligation. Send me your email to do that, gene at askmtm.com. Go to our website to do that, morethanmoneyonline.com, or go old school. Give us a phone call, 610-746-7007. He was happy to report correctly. 610-746-7007. And we'll be happy to help you in any way that we are absolutely able to. Again, sunshine out there it's not a nuclear holocaust that's sunshine that's good for you vitamin d get out and enjoy it and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it enough to come back next week when we're back for another edition of more than money 